right, so what is going on, guys? Welcome to 2021. We are here. We have made it out of the depths of hell in 2020. And now we are in paradise in 2021. I am one of your hosts, RJD. Here for the first time in the new year on January 3rd, 2020, joined by my co-host, Mr. Isaac General Zad Matos himself. Say what's up to the people. Isaac. What's going on, people? What's going on? What is going on? We have survived the apocalypse of 2020, literally the worst year known to mankind. Well, that's debatable, but one of the worst in my 33 years of living. And we are now in 2021. I am looking forward to new things, new possibilities, new everything all around. This should be an excellent year. What about you, bro? Yeah, man, I'm I'm really hoping for the best this year. Um, definitely get this podcast up and running. Uh, get some supporters, have people listen to us, share, and uh, let everybody know. That we're out there trying to entertain you guys with uh, one of the most top topics uh, known to men. Um, and, you know, looking for some deep healing after we lost, you know, a lot of loved ones last year. And some positivity this year and hope that everything works out for all of us. First things first, I want to shout out everybody. We are at 98 likes on Facebook. Shout out everybody who has liked the Facebook page. Hashtag real talk back to basics. Go follow us. Go like that right now. Go. Well, not right now, but put this on, minimize this and then go do that and then come back and listen to us. So <laughs> shout out to everybody. Much love. Uh, we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep giving you good content, the good stuff that you like to hear from us. We're going to keep providing value. And yeah, we just want to thank you for me and Isaac. We thank you for showing love. We always appreciate that. Now, um, I want to get into this storytelling, this storytelling time. I want to tell you a story. So listen to me. So it is 2021, the first day of 2021. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to get this right. Ah, I want to get big. We're going to the gym, right? Everybody. Well, not a New Year's resolution for me because I go to the gym on a regular. Anyway, so it's more of the same. So I get out of work because, yes, unfortunately, I had to work on New Year's Day. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym in Queens because it's closer. I don't have to go all the way home, then go back to the gym, then go back home, waste gas, blah, 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 whatever. So I go to the gym in Queens and I get into a goddamn accident on New Year's Day. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to fight the pole, don't, okay? If you get into a fight with the pole, the pole will always win. It's very rare that your car will win a battle with the pole. Don't fight the pole. That's to be the title of this podcast. Don't fight the pole. Do not fight the pole. So somebody was backing out of a spot and I decided to try to not hit his car. I wanted to hit the pole instead. But the crazy thing is I didn't see the pole. I didn't actually see it. Like I looked right at it but my mind didn't register that a pole was there. And then I smashed right into it, uh, swerved a little bit. Mumpa took most of the damage. Uh, shout out to my uncle because he patched the car up and it will be repaired next week. So 
but he patched it up and made it drivable. So he is the real MVP because I had to tape it up. Lord knows how I taped that bumper up. Isaac, you've seen the picture. It looked crazy. Lord knows how I got that thing taped up and was able to drive about 20 minutes down the road to Brooklyn to get to his shop. But I managed to do it. Good tape job, got it there. And then he patched it up because he's amazing at what he does. And much love to him because if it wasn't for him. I don't know, might've had to call AAA or something. Who knows? It was a very irritating day. But I say all that to say, it doesn't matter how you start 2021, ladies and gentlemen. It matters how you finish. You see, I started 2021 in the rain in an accident. And now I'm going to finish it. I don't know where I'm going to finish it, but I know it's going to be better than in the rain in an accident. So that's how I started my year on January 1st. How did you start your year, Isaac? Um... Well, I started out my year. I always usually start out my year home. <laughs> uh, it's not really exciting to say uh, that you know last year I haven't been feeling, haven't been uh, feeling really much festive. Uh, didn't really wanted to celebrate Christmas because I didn't, you know, I lost my grandmother. I didn't have my son at uh, around that time. Because um, because uh, I don't have a car. Um, and, uh, and New Year's was the same way, you know, so it wasn't really feeling, uh, festive at all. However, I did get to spend at least, I, I, I got to spend it with my mom. So me and her was just here by ourselves. And when the countdown came, um, you know, we started, we count down together. We wished each other happy new year. And then, you know, my mom gets emotional because my grandmother. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I'm just hoping for the best this year. And, you know, by next year, maybe I can tell a better side story. Well, I definitely understand that. Honestly, uh, I was very annoyed January 1st. But like I said, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. I didn't really drag that on. Uh, I just like, I just was like, listen, we're going to keep it moving and we're not going to sit here and bitch and moan about nothing. What we're going to do is we're going to make sure, we're going to make sure that we have a better day tomorrow. I'm really taking this whole one day at a time thing seriously because too many things have happened and we lost too many people and we just expect that today is going to come no matter what happens but shit happens, accidents happen. Literally, I smashed my bumper into the pole and I laughed. It was not funny. You know, a lot of serious things could have happened to me. Um, I am more important than a car. So I didn't really get too mad about that. But I laughed because I'm like, of course my 2021 would start off like this. Of course. So we're not going to sit here and uh, bitch and moan about it. Let's get on the phone and see how we can fix this, who we got to call, what we got to do. And that's what I did. And I'm just like, listen, one day at a time, what could I do to get the most out of today that I can get? Because you got to get the most out of today. Stop looking forward to tomorrow and the day after and the day after. 
Today is what matters. So today is what I'm going to focus on. And that's what I've been trying to do for the past three days. So like I said, today I'll be in front of this computer, lining stuff up, making stuff happen. And I'm just going to do that every single day until shit bends to my will because it has to. And we're going to get some more stuff around in this place because this is a little blank. But other than that, yeah, man, you got to take it one day at a time, bro. It's just too much, too much going on. Too much. I agree. Way man. too I much. Agree. Way too much. Way too much. Uh, so, uh, you know, as many of the uh, wrestling fans know, um, you know, last week we lost uh, we lost one of the greatest talents ever known to the wrestling world, um, John Huber, aka Brody Lee in AEW, and formerly known as Luke Harper in WWE. Um, and you know, the the Tony Khan has really done so much for that family that it, it's crazy because I've never seen anybody with so much compassion than Tony Khan. Like, this guy really went above and beyond. Uh, he did a really great job with um, with the AEW Dynamite uh, episode, you know, in honoring Brody Lee. He did a really good job. Um, the matches were great. Uh, there was no storytelling. It was just pretty much, you know, Dark Order getting their wins. So that was a really good way to honor. Dark Order over Everybody. Everybody, yeah, bro. Nobody like, cared. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really great way to 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 honor uh, Brody Lee because he was the leader. He was the exalted one uh, for Dark Order, and you know we got to we got to meet you know um, Amanda, which is his wife. We got to see his son Brody uh, and his other son. I, I don't remember his name. Um, so we got to pretty much meet the whole Huber family at at that moment. Uh, bro, like the moment that I got to see everybody stand on that platform as they did the ten, the ten bell, bro, that like that started off my emotions because then you started to see like Brandy was in tears. You got to see like the uh, like Anna Jay was in tears. You saw it more in her match with with Tay Conte. Yeah, um, and it, a lot of people couldn't hold it together. I mean, as far as just trying to keep it together. You had like between Rowan who made an appearance and fucking John Silver. He was, forget him. He, bro, like, yo, he, he, he was, was like, Coco Banna. Coco Banna. All in a mess, bro. Like, I surprised Coco Banna finished his match. Like they was just, you know, even Cody, you know, when you see people, all right, get it. Like, when you see them doing that, get it, to, get it. You know that means that's real, genuine, raw emotion. emotion. That those guys were really fighting to keep it together. Mm-hmm. Like, get it together. You know what I'm saying? And I, listen, I've lost people. You've lost people. It, it is hard. And they got they went in there and they did that man proud. Between them and just AEW as a whole, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna keep saying it. They did this man proud with the way they honored him and kept him, like, just made everything about him in the Dark Order that day. They made, they did, what they did the damn thing. That's all I can say. They did the damn thing. 
Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And bro, just watching that that whole episode is just putting me in tears because I'm like, I'm even trying to fight back the emotions, you know. And I'm like, all right, this 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 is gonna be a great way to honor Brody Lee. This is gonna be a good episode of Dynamite. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. Then I see oh, so Brody. you thought, <laughs> and then I see Brandy like with the teary eyes, and I'm like, I'm gonna cry. I think that was a fail. And then what really broke me down was like, you know, like you said, John Silver, and then um, Eric Rowing pops up, and you know, watching everybody that has literally worked with him, and you know, especially with the Dark Order stuff. BTE, all of that. Like to see their emotions just show, I was, I couldn't even hold myself anymore. I was like, damn, bro. And then I think one of the referees used to work with John yeah, Huber. I forgot, a long I forgot his time goddamn ago. name, the bald, the bald one. Yeah, he worked with him a long time ago in a wrestling match. I actually saw a clip. Oh, um, yeah, I think he was wrestling as well, but he was wrestling against John Huber. So when he told that whole story and he was just like literally just balled out in tears, bro, I was just sitting there. I'm like, why, why you do that to me? Why, why? And I just couldn't, I I couldn't hold myself. I was like, you know what? Chris Jericho say, hey, you know what? It's okay to cry. So I was crying. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to tear. That's it. That's, that's true shit, bro. It's all, it's okay. Like it, it, it really is. It's okay, man. Like, listen, we we don't gotta be tough guys. Like it's okay, man. If you if you got genuine respect, genuine love for somebody, and your ass gotta cry, cry. <laughs> like it's all right. It's better than holding that holding that stuff in, and you know you do you do something stupid because you don't know how to control your emotions. Like as men, we were raised can't be hard. Gotta be tough. Yeah you know, all day, all night, all tough, all the time. If you don't like it, you soft. Nah, man. <laughs> you Like, listen, it, it's so, I'm not saying you gotta cry every day, but if you gotta cry, if you feeling a certain type of way, it's all right to show a little emotion. You don't have to, you know, everybody does things differently. Everybody deals with loss differently. Everybody shows emotion differently. Everybody shows love differently. Everybody shows respect and appreciation differently. And you got to respect that as well. Like, just because you cry and I don't cry don't mean that we didn't think any less of John Huber. It just means we deal with things differently. Some people, they they do it in the corner by themselves. Some people, they do it out in the open because they don't give a shit. And that's fine. It's There is no wrong answer. But they did that man justice. Like I will, I will keep saying it until I'm blue in the face, and I ain't never gonna happen because you see my skin complexion. I don't turn blue, <laughs> purple maybe, not blue. But they did that man justice. AEW did that man justice. They did right. They did right by him on that night. The way they handled it, his family, his wife, proceeds going to the family, trying to just help them out to adjust. You know, life is gonna change. You know, things are gonna change. And you know, signing his son, get, uh, retiring that belt, giving Darby another belt, just the whole way they handled it. Everything, the way they handled everything was immaculate. It was gracious, it was graceful, it was you know, tremendous what they were able to do in such short notice. 
putting together. That was one of the best dynamite, <clears throat> excuse me, that was one of the best dynamite shows they've had ever. Had to be in like the top five dynamite shows. At- and, and that was a great way to end the year. I mean, it, it was sad because it's it was in honor of Brody Lee, you know, his life and stuff. But, you know, they, they really went on on top in honoring that man. And and at the end of the year, bro, like, or close to the end of the year, that, that was crazy. Tell me about it. Yeah. It sucks because 2020, it seems like 2020 has taken so much from so many people. But at the end of the day, you know, we still have to find a way to get together, to come together and pick up the pieces. And that's what we're doing. We're trying to pick up the pieces. So now we, we have to begin to take steps forward. Unfortunately, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to say that, but it's the truth. We have to begin to take steps forward. I'm not saying we got to run and forward, but we got to do it one step at a time, one day at a time, because it's hard for everyone. And it's going to be hard for everyone going into that locker room, doing dark order. I wouldn't even be surprised if they like just left the dark order alone. I dropped something. Don't mind me. But if they left the dark order alone and just said, you know what? We ain't doing no more dark order shit because we don't want to mess up. We will leave the dark order as his legacy. And we're not touching that no more. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. That wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't even be mad at it. You know, I don't, I don't know what they would do after the fact, but you know, to say to say that uh, he meant a lot to people there is an understatement, to say the least. Yep, I I agree. Um, um, I got I got uh something to ask you. What's up? Because I'm you know I'm always on on Twitter and and I've been seeing this a lot on Facebook too as well. Do you consider that even though he didn't really have much of a run in AEW, but his career in total from WWE to AEW, like, do you consider Brody Lee a legend? Yes. Because there's a lot of uh, disagreements and a lot of rebuttals going on on social media that half half of the community saw him as a legend and half of the people didn't see him as a legend. One person said he was a mid-card at best. Listen, you little twit, okay? I want I want everybody to listen to this very carefully. Just because we saw him um, as a TNT champion does not mean that he was a mid-card at best. We didn't even know. We don't even know what was going to happen to him in the future. Now we will never get to know because he, his, his life was short-lived. You don't know what Tony Khan had plans for him in the future. You don't know. We, we didn't even, we don't even know if he was going to ever get a chance to be AEW champion. So there's no way that you can sit there and tell me that this man was going to be a mid-card at best. That's one. Two, it takes more than, than having an athletic career to be a legend. What you do at your profession is different than what you do at your personal life. And from the stories that these people have told about him or how he was a great man, he was funny, he was a great dad, family man, he loved his kids, he loved his wife, that tells me more than about his, than his profession ever did. 
the man that he was makes me see him as a legend. Chad Gaspard, when he died, he was a legend. Why he became a legend? Because he thought of his son's life instead of himself. He put his son's life before his own. Because even if he died, at least he got a chance to make sure that his son lived to see another day and for him to live his life. So what these people do with their profession does not outweigh what they outweigh their personal life. Because what they do in their personal life, that is what makes me see them as a legend. I'm going to say he is a legend and here's why. Brody Lee had in the ring, he formed, they formed, he was one third of the Wyatt family. The Wyatt family made a tremendous impact on WWE at the time that they were at their peak. They had one of the best tag team matches in the last 10 to 15 years when they fought the Shield for the first time. And look at where all those guys in that match ended up becoming, almost becoming champions of some sort, like Bray Wyatt, Seth, Roman, Ambrose, now Moxley, um, uh, uh, Jonathan Huber, who was Luke Harper, and Rowan was a tag team champion. Look at all the talent in that match. Like they all ended up becoming champions at that time. And then he didn't, he was IC champion, but, and they didn't use him. He had potential to do more in WWE, but the man left, went to AEW, a new promotion. The Dark Order, before he got there, was not good. Let's not mistake and let's not forget and think that the Dark Order was good because it wasn't good. We were talking about, yo, Dark Order sucks. They need to cancel that shit. Then he gets there and immediately adds some legitimacy to that group, putting that group on the map, getting them over the hump. And those guys, the reason why they love them so much is because I heard that he handpicked those guys. Those are the guys that he wanted to work with. The John Silvers, the, the, the guy, John Silvers tag team partner, the formerly Super Smash Brothers, Uno and uh, the Uno and the other dude. He handpicked those guys and wanted to elevate them he didn't come in to squash them, even though in BTE they had some funny skits. He yeah. came in to <laughs> elevate, he came in to elevate those guys. And John Silver and all those guys said it verbatim. He came in to elevate us. He didn't come in to put us down. He wanted us all to elevate. He wanted to put us up because he was already up. And if you see when he got there, that group was doing great things when he got there. He got that group over. If it wasn't for him and being the elite. They wouldn't have got over, but he got them over. That sounds like a legend to me. Mm-hmm. So I know the people on Twitter want to go, he's not a legend. Listen, listen, guys, I got to disagree with you. You can have your opinions, but you know, we're not going to sit up here and say that the man didn't make an impact because mm-hmm. the Dark Order wasn't that. I'm not saying those guys are shit. I'm just saying the Dark Order wasn't great until he got there. They weren't over. They, we didn't even like them. Most, most of the wrestling community didn't, on, on fans didn't even like the Dark Order until he got there. Exactly. Like, um, I mean, they were slowly growing on me, slowly growing on me before, um, you know, Brody Lee even popped up. Bro, this man literally worked with Anna Jay because he knew that she had potential to be a star. And she did. 
she fucking took that heel that heel to the top, bro. Her heel, the her heel version of her, bro. Like she took it to the top, and that was because of Brody Lee. Brody Lee saw something in her. He believed in her, and I'm pretty sure she took everything that he ever said to her and formed it um, into her own. You know what I'm pretty saying? Pretty good in the ring too. And yes, pretty she good became in the ring. really, really pretty good in the ring. So I'm very impressed on on the work that he's done with her. Do you even like Sunny Kiss even share this? He shared a message that um that John Huber sent to him, and he told him, um, look out for Anna J. Don't let her get corrupt by this business. So that tells me a lot about about John Huber. Um the, you know, the guy really did, like, he looked out for all of them. He looked out, um, he made sure that these guys came out on top. He really did help them uh, tremendously. And for a man to even do that, says a lot about him. Um, and just because what you saw him as in WWE, because that's how they want you to see him as, doesn't mean that it's exactly what he is. You sit there and you see somebody that has the potential to be somebody, that's because they have the potential to be somebody. What we got to see was just a little bit of what Brody Lee has shown to us. And I'm pretty sure if he was still around to this day, that he would have shown, shown us everything this year. But because his life was taken short, we will never get to see him unfold that full potential that he had. Um, and for him to to like he suffered through. Oh God. Okay. Did you did I don't know if we talked about this um the last time, but did you? No. Yes. Yes, we did. We talked about it in the last episode. Big guy, uh, Brody B. And see if, if Bruce Mitchell would have done done his fucking research, he would have known about this. Brody Lee has sustained. Uh, a double lung infection. Both of his lungs were messed up. Uh, I don't, I don't think there's even a name to call it. You know what I'm saying? Like they call it a lung infection because that's exactly what it is—a lung infection. And he had both of his lungs infected. My grandfather had one lung infection, and they were able to remove it. You know, my grandfather lived his entire life with just one lung. They took, they Crazy. took. They took that that one lung when he was a kid, and he lived out his life with just one lung. So I don't want I I don't want to sit. I, <laughs> uh, the reason why I brought this up is because I heard uh, Glenn Gilberti. He was also known as Disco Inferno in WCW. He was he's been with uh, Vince Russo doing this podcast, and he was defending Bruce Mitchell to the point where it was starting to piss me off because he sits there and he's like. Oh, you know that he's 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 being a journalist. He was just speculating. No, you cannot speculate anything if you don't have any full details on the matter. You can't. There's no way. You know what I'm saying? You have to. If you if he wanted to know everything that was going on with John Huber, he should have reached out to Amanda. He should have uh, reached out to him. Hey, listen, I know this is a very tough time for you for your loss, and I'm um, sorry. Um, for your loss and you know for your 
for your kids' loss as well. But I would like to sit down with you and have a discussion on about uh, John Huber's health condition. And I was wondering if you'd be willing to do that. You see, it's not hard to find out the full details on getting information that you obviously knew nothing about. Nothing whatsoever. You wanted to sit there and you wanted to come up with your own conspiracy theory and that there was more to John Huber's health. There was not more to it. There was no special names to it. The dude suffered through lung infection, double lung infection, because both of his lungs got infected. And I came to find out that Jim Ross said it himself. Um, they didn't have any, there was no lung transplants available for John Huber. Probably not that fast. Yeah, he probably would have had to, who knows how long he would have had to wait. No, there was none whatsoever. There's no telling how long this guy's been waiting for one, but there was one and he couldn't get it. Like he couldn't get the help that he need, none whatsoever. So I feel like, you know, whatever, whatever John Huber's reason was, that was his reason. Cause he, we found out that he didn't want nobody to know about his health condition. Nobody. I'm pretty, I mean, he, I know he told a few selective people. Um, cause you know, if you're working, you got to tell your bosses, if you're, if you're going through anything, um, and I'm pretty sure he told his wife, but nobody else knew about his health condition is let, let's talk this up to, to, to Chadwick Chadwick suffered through cancer that nobody knew about. Nobody knew about my man kept that to himself for four years of doing uh, Marvel movies and whatever other movies he had. Right. Nobody knew that this man suffered through uh, through cancer. So does that mean that we should blame his wife? No, we shouldn't because he took it upon himself not to tell anybody what he was going through. And I'm pretty sure that moment that he went on Instagram that he was going to share it and let everybody know. But then, of course, you know, you get these jackasses on, on, on social media that was just sitting there. It's like, oh, he's on drugs. Or he's he's anorexic, or whatever the case, whatever the case may be, whatever they were saying about Chadwick Boseman, he took down the video because of that. So instead of trying to speculate, or instead of trying to uh, know what what the what the family was doing, how about you just sit down, shut up, and find out the full story. I mean, yeah, he fucked up. I mean, when you're dealing with somebody's life, when you're dealing with, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm speculating. See, I'm punk going to AEW. Like, no, it's 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 different when it's different when you're speculating on somebody's life when they just died. Like, so he definitely should have done his due diligence. And even if he thought there was a conspiracy theory, he should have kept that Miel that to himself until everything came out and then you know you don't put that out in the air especially you have a responsibility responsibility to your fans and the people that listen to you and i'm sure they were john huber fans as well and then you making speculations about his wife you 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 touching on a line like you you disrespecting oh you touching on a line of disrespect you know the man has a wife and kids you don't just say i think she's lying like what (laughs) like I mean listen even if you didn't say those words you said it without saying it and it just was 
you could have done what you wanted to do with a little more tact than you let on. So, yeah, I don't agree with it. Next time, do your due diligence. Hopefully he learns from this and he continues to move forward. Uh, do what you do, but just learn from your mistakes, bro. I don't think so, bro. He he literally uh, he literally took down his entire Twitter account. I mean, yeah, maybe you need a social <laughs> media break. Listen, that them comments coming in hot, that'll do it to you. But you yeah. can't blame, you can't put that on anybody but yourself because you can't sit here and do that to people. Like you cannot just make up shit <laughs> just because of what you think. Nah, fam, don't go like that. So do you, do you do you think that WWE deserved the heat that they got from a lot of fans? That- yes. Their tribute was shit. Yes. AEW's tribute, WWE's tribute. Oh, damn, you didn't I, even let me finish that. It's not even the same thing. It's not even the same thing, bro. Come on. Nah, absolutely. They deserve all the smoke. All that smoke they're getting right now, they deserve all of it. They yeah, could have done they, the man was there for so long. You know how years. emotional this was. Ten you know years, how emotional bro. this was. He was there for so long, and you just, that's all you did? Ten years, oh, bro. He gave ten years to WWE, bro. Ten fucking years to WWE, and all they gave him was a, a, a little still picture and saying, and uh, uh, rest in peace to, to John Huber. Like, are you serious, bro? Like, my man gave you at least, listen, I'm not expecting for it to be like how AEW did it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I give them smoke, but not that much smoke because they did something. So they did something. Did they give? They didn't give him a ten bell salute, did they? No, that they should have gave him a ten bell salute. And here's what that's 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 a lot. Yo, bro, before you continue, I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's what a lot of us, uh, wrestling fans and a fan of Road Elite, that's what we expected to see uh, a ten bell salute. In, in at least just that you don't have to um, give everybody a chance to talk about you know John Huber and what it was like working with him but at least a 10 bell salute you know what I'm saying to show that you're to show that you that you have some type of compassion for the man and the family and that you will remember for the times that he's worked with you guys but you didn't even do that like nothing whatsoever and like these guys were taking it upon themselves to even talk about John Huber, like look at um, what's his name? Um, uh, I know I know his real name is Austin Creed. I just can't remember his his name on the wrestling ring. Oh, Xavier um, Woods. Yeah, Xavier Woods. My man literally took it upon himself, and he started talking about John Huber and Coffee Kingston. After that, you know what I'm saying? Like they took it upon themselves to. That means they wanted to talk about the man. You know what I'm saying? Like. Nah, Listen, I don't know what more else to say. I understand he's not in your company anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why he didn't get the Eddie Guerrero treatment. When I mean, Eddie Guerrero is Eddie Guerrero. So I, I'm not trying to compare the two, but hear me out. What I'm saying is Eddie Guerrero got treatment, crazy treatment, because he was a part of WWE at the time. So they had, shut up. So they, my cat. So they had ample time to you know, do a tribute to Eddie and shout Eddie out. I, I get that. Oh, my God. Come here. Come here. Come here. Okay. He just wants to be up here. So they had ample time to do what they have to do and shout him out. 
and do all of that with Eddie. Huber wasn't in the company, so you're not going to get, he was with another company, a rival company at that. So I get it. You're not going to go over the top like AEW did and give it Huber the superstar treatment. I understand. But you could have did more than what you did. Every This was bigger than he's, uh, my, my promotion is better than your promotion, and this promotion is better than that promotion, and uh, ratings. This was bigger than that. You know how I know? Because on AEW's tribute, they had everybody and their mother on all of those pictures. You've seen Roman in those pictures. You've seen Braun Strowman in those pictures. You've seen Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston. You've seen, um, who else in there? Seth Rollins. You've seen all of these people in those pictures. Did those superstars in AEW worry about getting in trouble? Tony Khan could have said, I'm not putting no pictures up of Roman Reigns. That's, he, he fights for the rival company. I'm not putting no pictures up of Randy Orton and Seth Rollins. You better find some other pictures to put up. They didn't care. Tony Khan, for this one week, Tony Khan didn't care about none of that because he could have vetoed all of that. He didn't care. They didn't have to worry about, are we going to get in trouble for honoring our friend? You know, but that's why I say I'm not mad, but they still get some of this smoke because you could have let them speak on it, put up videos. All they needed to do, they could have did what they did, acknowledged it in the beginning of Raw and SmackDown, because, you know, NXT, he's not known for. So you do it on Monday, you do it on the, because he, you do it on the Friday, and then you do it on the Monday. And because he fought on both brands. You do a 10-bell salute on both, both brands. And then you do your little montage, you do a 10-bell salute on both brands, and then you let the superstars talk about him, whether that be in Raw Talk, whether that be in Talking Smack, whether that be on the YouTube, whatever. You let them honor him, even if you don't want to put it on live TV, let them honor him on Raw Talk, SmackDown, uh, Talking Smack, or YouTube, and that's it. People would have been happy with that, but you get a man a 10-bell salute, and then when you let the uh, wrestlers get their feelings out and talk about this man and how much he meant to them backstage while he was there, everybody would have been all right with that because they would have understood. Vince McMahon is not going to go above and beyond over the top like he did with Eddie Guerrero. Well, he would have at least gave, gave, gave them something. You just put a thing up on there and then we moving on. Sorry yeah. for your loss, everybody. Now, back on Monday Night Raw. Nah, man, nah. It was too sudden and it was too out of the blue for that. And you don't even have to change the show. Give the man a Tembo salute. Uh-huh. You don't think he still had mad friends there, bro. Get the, get exactly. the fuck out of here. Exactly. This shit was bigger than ratings. It was bigger than my company's better than yours. For one week, you could have called a ceasefire. You could have called the truce for one week because Tony Khan did. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan didn't give a shit about those pictures that people put up. He allowed them to put up those pictures and express people, he allowed people to express themselves the right way. That's why Tony Khan is dope. And Vince McMahon is a jerk sometimes. But it is what it is. Yeah, man, I you pretty much said it all. Nothing left to even say. But um, yeah, uh, that's, that's 
the rivalries shouldn't have, shouldn't have even mattered when there's somebody's life that is lost. You want to honor it, honor it. I'm not saying like go full out like AEW did, but the ten bell salute should have been should have been uh good enough. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? And and you know, um, Vince Russo was on was on a show and he was talking about how um he asked how um like how how can you um like who are you to to say who deserves the ten bell salute? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, he was saying like that that Brody Lee deserved it. He deserved the ten bell salute, especially for Absolutely. all those years that he worked in, in WWE. Um, so he was like, he was saying it's like who 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 are you to to choose who deserves the ten bell salute? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you how do you um decide that? Who makes that decision? So yeah, it's ridiculous. Ten Bell Salute would have just been good enough on, on national TV just to show that you actually did care about somebody other than yourself. That's it, bro. That's it, bro. As they say in London, that's it, bro. That's all he needed, bro. Ten exactly. Bell Salute. Ten Bell Salute. We get it. Rival company. Not trying to promote them. I get it. At, at, at this point, bro, it, it didn't matter, man. You gotta. You gotta make sure people. You know, you show love and show respect. And that's all at the end of the day, that's all anybody wants. Respect. Respect that man and what he was able to do for you and your company. Show him love, show him respect. And that would have been the perfect way to do it. Real talk. That's why we're here. Real talk. Yep. Um, so amongst the midst of all of that, um, the Huber family has now faced with some other uh situations as there was somebody out there creating fake Twitter accounts on on Brody Lee uh, Jr. And people are so desperate for fame and attention. Why would you make a fake Twitter account with this man's son? Like you don't got nothing better to do in your life, really? Oh man, shit. Hearing stuff like that is just like very unfortunate because people are so desperate for attention and fame that they do dumb stuff like this to try and, and to try and think that it's gonna work and they're gonna get ahead. It's like who makes who makes fake ass who makes fake ass accounts? Come on, man. We gotta do better. Exactly. We gotta do better. Like that that was ridiculous. And to know that they they that family is suffering, that they just lost somebody that they really love. And then for you to go create a fake uh, Twitter account on, on, on their son, that that's just ridiculous. And that, you know, shows a lot about the person um, who literally has no life, probably stuck in his mom's basement somewhere, um, eating whatever the fuck he's eating and just creating uh, Facebook Twitter accounts on little kids. Uh, pedophile much? It's just it's terrible, as Charles Barkley would say. Terrible. It's terrible. Oh, man. I, I don't know why people do what they do. That's very unfortunate that somebody would think to do that. That's not very smart. But, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. So, we, we're not going to sit here and, and act like it's anything new. 
like we haven't heard this or seen this story before because we have yeah exactly all right bro i know i know you haven't really seen um i know you haven't really seen cobra kai but i i want to get my i want i was actually my... about to get into it this 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 weekend uh probably gonna look at it see tomorrow's sunday that's crazy like the day's flying by already but I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start season one, and I'm gonna look into it. Today is Sunday. No, I'm saying it's Sunday, and the days are flying by. Yeah, yeah but you like, said tomorrow's Sunday. I mean, sorry, tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> the days are like flying by, bro. It's like crazy. Gotta get. Yeah, bro. Oh my God. First off, I have one question, and I hope that they hear this because I, I want an answer. How the hell do these writers pop? every season because that's exactly what they they did season one started off good i'm not gonna ruin it for you because i want you to watch it yeah but i'm gonna start it off, off season off season one started off good started off great like that the 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 story was just so phenomenal then season two even got better wait till you see that season two finale you're gonna see why i said it even got better and then season three like just came out recently i finished that shit in one day i don't give a fuck you could call me a binger all you want but that season three was even crazier. And I, it, it, they just, these writers just pop every season, every, every season. I don't know how they do it, but like every season, every episode has just been so good because you can see the story just unfolding. You can see where the story is leading. And season three brought, brought in a lot of, um, nostalgia because of some of the characters that made returns um for for season three was just so amazing like you've seen all the karate kids right yeah all right so this is this is not gonna be like much this is not gonna be really a spoiler but uh elizabeth shoe comes back uh uh the the Japanese girl, I don't know her name, but she comes back because she was in part two of Karate Kid. So mm. she comes back along with the, the jackass chosen. Uh, he comes back. Bro, like that whole episode, even the little girl that Daniel saved in part two during the storm. Yes, she makes her return as well. And I'm just sitting there it's like, yo, this is amazing. Like season three is just, it's just so phenomenal. And they got um, everybody coming back. <laughs> yeah, and season four, um, I have ideas on season four who's going to make their return. I'm not going to say it until after you watch season three. Yeah, I'll probably have it done by maybe the middle of the week. Uh, all right, cool. So probably the next time we, we record yeah. another episode. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably have it done. I'm going to give you my, my thoughts on who's going to be in season four. But season three, if you haven't watched it, ladies and gentlemen, and you have seen the first two, go on and watch season three. It's out right now on Netflix. And if you even haven't watched the series, please take the time. Don't be a Ray Sean. Take the time and watch the series, all right? Watch Listen, I didn't know it was any good. I mean, I heard I heard good things. I just didn't get around to it. You know, I got to get around to it. That's all. You got to take the time. Yeah, bro. You got to take the time. You got to watch it, man. You got to watch it. It's so amazing, bro. Like, season three was just like, oh, what? It's mind-blowing. But, yeah, season three, I was excited for for it. I got to watch it in one day. I didn't even realize that it was finished until it finished. And I was like, bro, what? Now I'm dying for season four. 
I hope I don't have to wait for next year because this season three, bro, this season three was done last year and it was supposed to come out last year. But then YouTube um, bought out the, the, the rights of Cobra Kai. I mean, Netflix bought out the rights to Cobra Kai from YouTube. So they put it on the back burner. Okay, like this this season was already done and was supposed to have been shown last year. So by this year, we would have had like season four. But Netflix decided we're going to delay it a little while because we need to advertise it. We need to put up the first two seasons, give people a chance to watch uh, the first two seasons who haven't watched it before we put out season two. So I get it because, you know, people like you don't take the time to watch out uh, for the first two seasons. But anyway, but yeah, man, everybody check out season three. If you ever watched it, it's definitely good. Uh, you would definitely love the, the whole season. Really good. I will. Like I said, once I get to it, I will let you guys, I'll, I'll come back and we can talk about all the seasons once I actually get to it and, and bust it out. So I, I'm actually, like I said, I'm looking forward to it because it should be, it should be pretty dope from what I've been hearing about the first two seasons. So like I said, we're going, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Yep. All right, bro. So the time has come upon this. All right. We are in the last day of the NFL season. And so far, this season has been pretty interesting as to now we're seeing who's going to make it and who's already been cut over the past few weeks. We're already seeing who's going to, who's already been cut uh, from the playoffs. Um, and I'm interested in seeing on how far the bills will go. I'm interested to seeing on how far the Steelers will go. Um, your Ravens, they're, they're, there's no doubt in my mind they're going to be in there. Um, the Chiefs, out of all of the teams, out of all the teams, the Chiefs are still holding. Uh, it's not an undefeated streak, but they're still holding the perfect record because they're like 14 and one. Yeah, um, the Chiefs are freaking great, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, you can't, like, I'm. They, there's been a couple of times where they almost lost, but they always seem to jump back and get themselves out of that predicament and still win the game. And Patrick Mahomes, bro, that dude is like the golden child for for Kansas City, bro. Uh, he, he is phenomenal. That, that dude is, like, he is top-notch great. He's a really good quarterback. Uh, one of the best of this generation. Uh, so it's it's this is going to be really interesting to see on how far some of these teams are going to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, right now, um, as I'm seeing, like my money's going to go on KC. I think KC is going to go to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're going to win it, but I feel like they're going to go to the Super Bowl uh, again. Uh, well, I. I don't know. Um, I can definitely, I can, I'm all for this year, especially. Uh, obviously, I want to see my Ravens go and I want to see my Ravens win. But if you have to take my bias out of it, because I am biased, I'm not going to lie. There's a couple of different matchups that I would like to see. And I'm going to point them out to you right now. Taking my Ravens out of it. Now, this is, you know, my Ravens, I'm acting like they don't exist. I would love to see a Kansas City Green Bay Super Bowl. 
Aaron Rodgers, the old vet that's still a savage, uh, versus the young boy. I want to see if he could get ring number two. I would love to see uh, Kansas City versus Tampa Bay. Imagine Brady, his first year in a new team, and he goes to the Super Bowl. Ooh, shit. And imagine if he plays, and imagine if he outplays uh, Mahomes. Woo! Take my money. Take my money. I would love to see New Orleans versus Kansas City. Drew Brees versus that. Could that... That Super Bowl ain't going to be no defense in that Super Bowl. That Super Bowl, that the final score is going to be like 48 to 54 <laughs> because ain't going to be no defense played in that game whatsoever. <laughs> so uh, we got a lot of interesting matchups, uh, a lot of – this has been one hell of a year, one weird-ass year because of that <laughs> going around, you know, that global pandemic thing. So uh, – this has been an interesting year, but it's, you know, Buffalo, I didn't expect them to be 12 and three. Uh, I didn't expect Cleveland, the Browns to be up there. Uh, I didn't expect Miami to have 10 wins this year. Uh, you know, as a less Chicago's eight and seven, they're probably, they might get in. Uh, the Giants or the Washington Redskins might get in at seven and nine or six and nine. So it's like, uh, below 500 team will probably get in. Well, definitely will get into the playoffs as a uh, division leader. There's a, too much going on right now. Too, 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 too much. So I'm hoping that the Giants get in over Washington because if the Giants have the win differential, then they'll be six and nine and Washington will be six and 10. No, they'll be six and 10. Washington will be six and 10, I think. Whatever. They'll be tied, but the Giants, I think, have the tiebreaker. So this is going to be great, man. This is uh, – uh, we need some good entertainment. We need some good football. Don't think there'll be any fans. If there are any fans, they'll be very limited. But that's okay. Give me limited fans and three, four weeks of good football. I'm all for it. Let's do it. All right. Yeah, same here, man. Let's do it, bro. Like, I'm, I'm – I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really excited because I got a backup team. My backup team is Cleveland Browns. That's that's my backup team. And the way they played this season hasn't been the best, but they did play better than they did last season. And last season, this is the type of performance that I was hoping Cleveland Browns would have brought in. Um, but they didn't. So this season, I guess they're making it up for it. Um, so I'm definitely... I'm looking to see how far they're going to go as well into the playoffs. Um, because I know my Giants are going to make it. So uh, Cleveland Browns well, is definitely. You never know. They're winning right now 20 to 19. So, and they have the ball and there's 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So if they get on their, if they get on their grind and they win this game, that eight o'clock game is going to be pivotal because that would determine if they get into the playoffs or not because they need Washington to lose and they need to win. And if Washington loses, if the Eagles beat Washington at 8 o'clock tonight on NBC, then the Giants get in if they win. And I, I would love to see, you know, in the middle of the season when the Giants started winning games, I think they had like a 3-4 game winning streak or a 2-3 game winning streak. 
because that that damn division was horrible this year. Bro, that, yeah, that division is trash, bro. Like it's like it'll be something to take into next year. You found a way to get into the playoffs, like when you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Exactly. You're five and ten right now. You don't deserve to be in the playoffs, but you found a way to get in. You can use that momentum and take it into next year. And that's what I hope they do. Yeah, bro, that, that whole team just needs to be rebuilt. Like, seriously. But like, that's the what they're team. doing now. They're rebuilding yeah, it. The whole team. <laughs> yeah, they, they're rebuilding it, but I feel like they rebuild it and they don't see the flaws that, that, that are there. Like, that whole, first off, the online needs to be scrapped. The, <laughs> the defense, they're all right, but I feel like they need like a, a few more, uh, few more in there, bro. Cause that that they they can't stop every team. Yeah, so, that used to be the backbone of this team. Their defense. Yeah, exactly. The defense. That front um, four, and then they used a, to have timely defensive possessions. I think a couple of years back, bro, like they were they were like the 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 number one in defense, and then. After that, they just went down the drain. I'm like, what the hell happened between that year to to, to the next? Like, Listen, you guys were like number good, one. They got a good running back. They had a good running ball. Is Saquon still out, or is he in, is he playing? Well, I haven't seen him played, so I think I, he's probably hurt. Out. He's yeah. probably hurt. Yeah. So you know, they have a very very spectacular running back, and you know whether he's out or not. Yeah, he's he's out because they got Wayne, whatever his name, rushing right now. But they have a very good running back, or like an all-purpose, all-everything running back. They needed to figure out, they need to figure out how to get their defense back on track. And it's hard in football because of free agency and teams don't really stay together. So it's hard to build, but it's New York. You can always recruit people to New York. But if your GMs and your front office is shit, nobody's going to want to play for you. So they need to do that. That's what they need to focus on. Yeah, I agree, bro. They they really do need to focus on that because I'm tired of seeing these my my Giants every year, bro. It's it's depressing. Uh, I'm surprised that I'm not a like a full blown alcoholic. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, this this is gonna be interesting. I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait for this playoff game. Can't wait to see who's gonna make the Super, the World Series. I mean, the Super Bowl. Um, they got, oh shit! I'm dropping shit. They gotta, they gotta just figure it out, man. They, they can't care. Let, let's stop with the nonsense. Figure it out and do what you got to do. Uh, take every year and make sure every year you do something right. You don't gotta be perfect, but at least show some effort. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I feel like a lot of these these teams that. They they all just trying like the players, not not like they just trying to be like the greatest that they can be, you know, like the savior of the team. And it's just like it's not even like that, bro. Like I get it, you know, you're you're getting paid to play and you're under pressure, but like sports were just created to have fun. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of them. Hey, have fun when you get your ass kicked, Isaac. <laughs> so, you know, win, win or lose, bro. Like I've seen this because you know, 
they they do it when you're a kid, bro. Like they they just teach you just to have fun, even if you're losing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, you know what? I lost, but at least I have fun doing it. Um, you know, as as you get older as an adult, it's different because like now there's so much pressure. Not with just like the coaches and and the owners of the teams, but like you know the media and the fans and you know now you got everybody looking at you. So that's like a lot of pressure, just like on you and you got to carry that um throughout the rest of your life and you know god forbid you come home and then uh you take it on your your family but you know what i'm saying like that's just a lot of pressure yeah and- i mean when you're making millions of dollars most of these guys they go home and they they're gonna be all right <laughs> yeah man they i mean yeah they're gonna be all right i mean as long as you don't you know you're not tom brady and then you go home and then you start crying to you like you know what i'm saying but um, yeah, bro. Speaking of Tom Brady, do you know this guy? If he loses the game after every game, bro, you know, like the teams they 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 uh shake hands, yeah. you know, they give them the you know the other players the pat in the back, you know, they either they tell them good job and say, you know what, you guys did great, you Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Like I don't know what they whisper in their ear, but Tom Brady is the only one. That every time they lose, bro, this guy doesn't shake hands. He don't talk to nobody. Like he's so pissed, and he just gets off, walks away, and just heads to the to the locker room. That's good. I want that guy on my team. Listen, I used to give Brady <laughs> shit because I'm a Ravens fan, and he kicked my team out the playoffs a couple of times. But make no mistake, Brady is probably the goat, and uh, for him to sadly be, to say, sadly to say, yeah, for him to be playing at this level, I appreciate greatness. So for him to be playing at this level. Doing what he does, that's that's greatness, bro. That there's no other way to slice it. That's greatness. He's I mean, great. yeah, he, he, yeah, he's great, so but I'm saying, I, like, but, so but that means he cares, bro. If he gets pissed, that man got millions and millions of dollars, he is okay, set for the rest but, of his life, bro. Like, okay, but that that doesn't change the, the like everybody else loses. So, what, what makes them different from him? You know because, what I'm saying? Just because they're not the greatest. They're not the greatest. They're not Tom Brady. Doesn't he mean don't that like, you deserve you don't deserve to be a dick. I no, that's you know, not being a dick. I mean, I think he just you know it's one thing to you know when you lose. I think because I've seen him after games, you go shake the quarterback's hand and then you leave. I've seen him do that. If you don't want to sit and talk because he lost, that's good. I don't want to talk to you either. You just beat me. Look, I, uh, Isaac, love you. Good game. Say hi to the wife and kids. I'm out. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm off this. But he hasn't like, done that, bro. He hasn't done that throughout he, the whole season, He bro. does that. They probably just don't catch it on camera. I, I have no, a hard no, he time. literally, because they caught him on camera so many times. He gets up from the bench, and then he walks off. Like, he doesn't come to the field at all. Oh, well, yeah, because it's not a playoff. If it was a playoff game, it would be different. But, okay, I see what you're saying. But I don't mind that. I lost. I'm, if he's a sore loser, that's great. Him being a sore loser has Caterpillar <laughs> has, has has made him perform at a high level. You know what I'm saying? So keep being to, a sore loser. I'm about to put up a poll, bro. I'm about to be like, yo, do you want to see Rayshawn go into a debate about how much of a dick Tom Brady is for somebody? Because I'll bring in Jarrell, bro. I don't care I would, if he's I, would, a I, mind I care if he can win games. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not I on that. I could give a shit how the man, if the man's a dick. I don't care if he's a dickhead. Michael Jordan was a dickhead, but he's the GOAT. Yeah, but at least he was able to sit there and, you know, face the, the opposing team when he lost. 
you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't care. He didn't walk off like a little fucking crybaby bitch and and and, and didn't shake hands. Like Michael Jordan stood there like a man. Like he was like, you know what? You beat me. Good job, kid. You know I don't what I'm care. Saying? Like, results are results are results. Great. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm getting Jarrell. I'm not saying hit up Jarrell. And I'll be like, bro, do you want to come and, and debate with Rayshon about this? Like, listen to the podcast. You see what I don't, I'm I don't want to. De- I don't want to debate Jarrell this week. Maybe <laughs> next week. But uh, I don't. I don't give a shit, bro. I don't care. <laughs> I could care less. Uh, <laughs> being a dick has got him this far. <laughs> keep, being a, keep being a dick, Tom Brady. <laughs> oh my! It's working. It's working well for you. Uh, all right. Well, uh, season's about uh, football. Season's about almost over, but we just now after a short break, have uh, just gotten back into the NBA. Like, season's already started, I think. Um, what, what do you expect from – well, who is your team anyway? I do not have one. You don't have an NBA team? Not anymore. Not since the, the early 2000s. Oh, who was it? The Sacramento Kings. Oh, bros. <laughs> I have no, uh, I have no, uh, I'm not ashamed to say it. Shout out to Chris Webber, Pager. Hey, hey, you know what? <laughs> My team is the New York Knicks, so I can't even, com- I can't even say nothing. Like- Listen, uh, <laughs> shout out, rest, in, rest in peace to Kobe. Him and Shaq oh, killed us. Yeah, we, we don't have a ring because of them. <laughs> but I, I, I expect, uh, I, I really am looking at Brooklyn. Uh, I'm looking at Brooklyn heavy. Um, I want to see the. I'm looking at Brooklyn heavy. I'm looking at the Houston Rockets heavy. I want to see how they perform this year. I'm looking obviously at the Lakers because of. I want to see if LeBron can continue to play at a high level. Uh, um, I'm looking at uh, OKC. I want to see what they do. Um, and I'm looking at all the young guys. Like I'm looking at the Greek Freak. How's he going to perform? Getting that fat contract. James Harden, they say he came in fat and they say he lost all the weight. You know, he got fined all that money because he wasn't following NBA guidelines with the whole <laughs> thing going on. So, <laughs> so I mean, I'm interested. There's a lot of general stories right now, but it's still early. But right now, my, the biggest thing I'm looking at is Brooklyn because if Kevin Durant can stay healthy and Kyrie can stay healthy, both guys have had injury problems throughout their careers, especially Kyrie. He's had bad knees and all this other shit. So if they can stay healthy, I want to see what they could do. Shout out my boy, Jason. Uh, shout out my boy, Jay. He's the only true Brooklyn Nets fan all the way since we was like little kids. He's always been a Brooklyn Nets fan. So when they had Jason Kidd, and now how old was we when they had Jason? Like 13, 14? So, and he's been faithful to the Brooklyn Nets all these years. So for you, my guy, like I said, for you, I'll shout you out because, like I said, it's one thing that it's one thing to ride out with your team, like you a Knicks fan, y'all are abysmal and horrible, horrendous, trash, all of that. But it's one thing to ride through it, and then your team gets like two major superstars, and then you start winning games, and then you see all the people, hey, Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn Nets, nah, son, you wasn't a Brooklyn Nets fan when they was trash and they was winning 20 games out of 82 i want to hear that shit but now that they're winning you want to jump on the bandwagon no we don't accept that but my boy jay been holding it down he's been a true brooklyn nets fan his entire 
existence. And, you know, they deserve a good season or two. So, Jay, if you're listening, shout out to you, Pop. Real talk. You, de- <laughs> you deserve some wins. And you deserve all the love you get. And if you're talking about Brooklyn, I will accept it. I'm not accepting nobody else talking about none of y'all. At all. <laughs> but, uh, do you, like, how crazy is it? Like, they, they literally just finished the season and then a couple of months later they ended up just coming back and there they were like already like um uh doing the uh the pre-games and all that stuff like well the season started so they passed that but yeah but like, that, that's that just crazy bro like it's that rona bro <laughs> That was just crazy. Like, just, yeah, just, yeah, just, I, I don't think I've ever seen that at all. Like, of course, for them, no one for them to get like it. such a short break like that, and then next, you know, hey, uh, now you gotta come back and play. Well, listen, they, these guys are big boys. They, that's why they get paid the big bucks. Get your ass out there and go play. But it's just interesting because all the I, games look like pickup games because there's nobody in the stands. So yeah, they, look, they, like, they look like pickup. They look like they're just playing in big gyms and they're playing a pickup game because you can hear them talking to each other. Unless they pipe in crowd noise. If they put in crowd noise, you can't hear nothing. But yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting to see all the the, the, the virtual fans and they piping in crowd noise. It's, uh, it's weird, but it's still basketball. Yep. Uh, I want I wanted to get your your your, your thoughts on something because uh like we already. We don't know when when this is gonna blow over. We 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 don't know. We have no idea. Not even they know what's going on, or how. I mean, well, they probably do, but you know, they want to stretch this out for as long as they can. But what what? How do you feel about like these the movies that are coming out? You know what I'm saying? Like they instead of like maybe half of them will probably get into uh like it'll not like half of them let me not say that but a lot of these movies that are coming out uh this year they're they're going to be streamed but at the same time they're going to be in theaters because i know some places the theaters are open so some places are um like pretty much over it and they're back to, to normal um so like what are your thoughts on that bro like do you i don't know i, I don't know if i find that to be fair um like, are they still getting, like, are these celebrities, are they still getting paid even if it's streamed on, on services? Yeah, they, they did the movie. They're getting paid on the movie, regardless. Oh, yeah? I mean, I don't know. Like, I... I mean, if if you if they send you to do a movie, Isaac, there's a contract before you even do the movie. So... Yeah, but, but see, like, for my... Like, my royalties mind, and shit? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I feel like that's how they also make their money as well as through royalties. Well, what I think... Well, me personally... I like it. As a fan, and I, I have two parts to this, I'll make it short. As a fan, I like it because I live in New York City. Obviously, New York City, the movie theaters are not open. So now if I go to Yonkers and I go out of the city, I could probably go to the movies. Or if I go to Jersey or something, and I think I am going to do that because I do miss that movie experience. Probably you have to wear a mask. Uh, I think I'm going to go to like an iPick or something where they're serving burgers and beers and they put everybody in little pods. I think I'll do that. That would be dope to me. 
just to be able to go to the movies and, you know, still be safe. But I think, you know, having that movie experience, I, I do miss it, just like you said you do. But I think it's also dope because if your ass can't go to the movies because it's closed, at least this is another way for you to see the movie that you really want to see. It's all entertainment at the end of the day. So you you still get your entertainment, but you get it in the, comf- in the comfortability of your own home, which is great because the... I'm sure they came out with a deal to whatever streaming service they're going to put it on. They have to put up some money for that because they're going to lose money in the theaters, but they'll make up money on the back end, putting it on HBO Max or putting it on Disney Plus or putting it on whatever. So you go to Disney, the the studio or whatever, goes to Disney Plus. Hey, we're going to put half of them out in the movies and we're going to put on your streaming service. We need X amount of millions of dollars to put it there and we'll be all right. Let's make a deal. And that way the fans get to enjoy it at home if you can't get to a movie theater because it's closed. And if you can go to a movie theater, you can still get your experience. I think that's awesome. I love it. I love it. Now, when this is all over and there is no more (laughs) going around, then, okay, then we could revisit the table and we could put everything in the movies again because everything will be open. But until that happens, let's do half and half like they've been doing. Let's do it. All right, I, 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 yeah, I guess so. Like, I, I, I was able to watch like you know Wonder Woman and stuff like that, and um, and Disney was charging like thirty dollars extra for Mulan, and I'm just sitting there like, bro, thirty dollars, you ain't, you ain't worth that, you ain't worth. But that's my, that. but that's my thing. They gotta charge that because if you go, it's cheaper than going to the movie theater. If you go to the movie theater, you're gonna pay at least. $40 for you and one other person. And honestly, with the way the movie theater prices are, you pay way if, more than that. That's if you don't have uh, AMC A-list. That's where I took advantage of. AMC okay. A-list was, was the okay, best right. thing for me, bro. If you don't have that, or <laughs> if, you're, if you're going, like on average, I got to say, because you know, people want to get their popcorn and maybe something to drink. And that's like very low cost. So your ticket is going to be anywhere from $10 to $15. That's already $20 to $30 right there. Then you buy a popcorn and a soda. That's another $10 to $15 per person. You're already looking at $60, $70. So if you're in your house and you pay $30 and you get to cook your own food and you have this big-ass massive meal while you're watching it on your big screen with your surround sound, $30 don't sound bad. And if it's you and your girl or you and your wife or you, your wife and your, it's a family event, you invite over, let's say you invite your parents over, that's four of you plus the kids. It's a big family event. You got eight, nine, 10 people. You could put 10, 10, you could split the shit up $10 if it comes to that. You could do it like you do a pay-per-view fight. Everybody chip in $10 and there you go. So, I mean, it's still cheaper than going to the movies. But if you want to go to the movies, you want that experience of being in the movies. You want the popcorn and the soda and the, the nachos. Ooh, the nachos. You want all of that. <laughs> so you and you're gonna oh, be man. paying. You're gonna be paying more for it. I don't mind thirty dollars. Actually, I think that's a great price point. Forty uh-huh. is too much. 30, 20, 20 to thirty, depending on the movie. 
that that's that that that's exactly how much I spend on um bloodshot was like twenty dollars. On- yeah, something like bloodshot or romantic comedy or some dumb shit, twenty dollars. Something like a Marvel movie, a big DC or Marvel film, a high budget, spectacular movie, Wonder Woman, that thirty dollars. I'm cool with that. But something like a romantic comedy, twenty bucks. I guess since you put it that way, I guess it does make sense. It is cheaper. Um, you're spending like one price for a movie. And if you have your girlfriend with you at the house or your wife or your kids, you know what I'm saying? You can just sit at home and watch the film. <clears throat> um, I did, however, got a chance to see Soul. That was, that was, that movie was pretty good. Yeah, it, probably it was, the best animated movie last year was Soul. It, it was. I mean, people yeah. were. Already people were attacking it because of Tina Fey and how Tina Fey, because we all know Tina Fey is like a white woman, but uh, in, in the movie, the soul takes over a character who's a black guy. So you already know, like the community was already just like attacking the film because Tina Fey is voicing the, the black guy. But if you really pay attention to the film, like, yeah, Tina Fey is voicing the soul, not the black guy. The black guy was still being voiced by Jamie Foxx because when it's them talking, because uh, Jamie Foxx's character was transitioning into a cat, you would have to see the movie to find out how that works out. So when they're talking to each other, it's Tina Fey's voice on the black guy and then Jamie Foxx's character on the cat. But when they're around the other people, they hear his voice. They don't hear Tina Fey's a woman's character and all of this stuff. And they were trying to compare it as to like or uh, saying like, oh, how it's showing that the, you know, the white woman or the white white people, you know, talk for the black community and stuff like what what? It's just a kid's movie. Are you serious? Why is it that <laughs> why is it that everybody has to attack a movie because you don't like how it's being portrayed? Um, listen, I saw the movie twice. I did. I I, I didn't pick it out like that. I, I wasn't even thinking race at that point in time. I wasn't thinking race when I saw that movie at all. And even when I tried to see race, I still didn't see race. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, come on. It's like, don't, don't get me wrong. There are instances well, we could clearly see the racial undertones of certain things. Let's not sit here and act like it doesn't exist. Yeah. But for this particular movie, nah. <laughs> don't see it. So don't get me wrong. I will, those people who attack this movie and they, they've attacked other movies, you win some, you lose some. This one, I don't see it. I've yeah, seen yeah. it. I've I've seen it with certain movies in the past. Not seeing it with this one, so I'm gonna have to uh, skip out on this one. And let's say uh, we don't gotta go digging for shit, guys. Come on, we, we don't gotta go digging for shit. We know what the racial undertones are in this country. We get it. Yeah, it's 2021, but, man. We just gotta we gotta but, keep moving. I'm not saying like ignore the racism that is out there because we all know it still exists to this day. But I'm just saying like we don't have to. Pick at every movie um, 
you know, with racial discrimination or whatever the case may be. It's just like you have. I'm not gonna sit here like if they did like a movie like that based on Hispanics. You think that I'm gonna look at it as a race thing? No, I'm gonna look at it as a movie because that's exactly what it is, and not just a movie, but a kids' movie. Why don't you sit there and try to explain to an eight-year-old kid on that whole uh thing about Tina Fey being white and how that represents white people voicing over black? No, kids not gonna see that. What the kids gonna see is cartoon. I didn't see it, so I'm not even gonna go down this road or comment about it. I, I didn't see it, and it is what it is. Yeah. It was an it was an excellent movie to me, and probably the best I, I animated movie last year. Yeah, bro, I, I I love that movie. That movie it was good. It was good, and it, and it wasn't just good, bro. Like it teaches kids life lessons, bro. It, it really teaches these kids like yeah that's what i got from it i didn't really get the whole racial undertone thing from yeah. it i just got like you know appreciate the little things in life yeah like, and don't yeah. let your don't let your life pass you by and waste time exactly. like that's i didn't really get the whole the white woman are trying to suppress us like yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get that <laughs> it is what it is like, by the way you just said that bro yeah. ah all right man i ain't got nothing else left another another do i <laughs> Oh, I don't, that was good though. That was good. We just winged it. Yeah, we didn't really set up no topics today. Good stuff, man. Shout out to 2021, man. Uh, the bounce, I'm going to call this the bounce back here. Shout out to 2021. Uh, listen, uh, we're going to get the hell up out of here. It's four o'clock. Isaac, tell the people where you can find us and yourself. Well, you can always find the, uh, uh, social media accounts for um, hashtag real talk back to basic. You can always find uh, the accounts. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kind God of- God damn it, Isaac. Do you want to do this over? We're <laughs> yeah, live. Yeah, all, right, all, right, all, right. all right. This is a live mic. God damn it. Let's go. Get it together. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. You can find the, you can find the uh, social media accounts of hashtag real talk back to basic. That. Hashtag Real Talk, B2B on Twitter and Facebook. That's our page. Um, and like Rashawn said earlier, thanks to those who supported the page, those 98 people. We love you so much. We appreciate you. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Isaac Matos. You can find me on Instagram, Isaac underscore Matos 83. And you can find me on Twitter at Isaac M1983. Oh, man, he got through it. Thank the Lord. All right. As always, it is your boy, RJD. If you want to follow me, it's going to be all right, bro. It's going to be all right. If you want to follow me, RJD, you can follow me at Rayshawn Davis on Facebook. You can follow me on RJD, RJD199 on Instagram. Now somebody's slipping up, huh? And RJ699 on Twitter. Right now, we sit at 98 likes on the hashtag Real Talk Back to Basic podcast uh see now you got me messing up shit we sitting at 98 likes on facebook hashtag real talk back to basic listen we need y'all we need y'all to give us those two likes by the end of the day we're gonna put up a post we're gonna share it we need two more likes we're gonna listen we need two more likes at least to get to 100 and then we're gonna go to 500 from there yeah that's right and i'm putting it into the universe but 
as always, thank you for everybody who has supported and showed us love. We are grateful and we are we apologize for that garbage Skype last week. Now we are on Zoom and we, oh, yeah. Bro, yeah. we apologize for that. Let's just get that yeah. out the way. Yeah, Doug, yeah. I, I I went I was getting ready to put it out there, and the next thing you know, like came to find out that the um sound cut off. So I'm like, crap. All right, so I you know me and Rayshawn we spoke and we was like, listen, we got to do this again because you know nobody's gonna hear anything, of course. So when we decided to do that is when he got into that accident, and uh, so I guess we just waited till today. So which is Sunday. So uh, I texted Ray Swan and said, yo, we doing this or what? He said, yeah. I said, what time? Two o'clock. Cool. Hey, no problem. So. So like I said, I apologize. Uh, I tried to fight the poll with my car and I lost. So don't fight the poll. If there's a title, that is the title of this podcast. Don't fight the poll. But we're back on track. You can catch us let's say Wednesday for our next episode of Hashtag Real Talk. Back to basics. And we're going to keep, like I said, keep bringing you this content. We'll be at 150 followers by then. Now, I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Listen, we appreciate hey, it. We, we, we just trying to keep positive. We just trying to keep we, 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 I, we appreciate all the love. We're going to do what we got to do. But we will bid you adieu, as Kenny Omega says. And for Mr. Matos Isaac and for me, RJD, we are going to bid you farewell. Everybody be safe. We are out. Pace. Peace.